You are listening to audio from the Decidedly Podcast. This episode is a highlight clip from this week's full episode. To listen in on the complete conversation, see the show notes for the link to the complete show. You can help us out by leaving us a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. We appreciate every bit of your support. I'm Morgan McKittrick, your producer, and this is Decidedly. How do we build the right kinds of habits? Although, to be honest, we all have habits that we wish we didn't have. We have ones that are really working for us and ones that don't work so well. I mean, that's just life, right? Um, right. But in, in the decisions we make, we want to be able to focus on the things that are most important. Important. And as you say, habits streamline a lot of what we do. So there's stories, right, about um, President Obama. He used to have a certain number of suits that he always wore, yeah. they were always the same color. Um, and Zuckerberg apparently has hoodies and t shirts um, that he always wears. And when you ask them why, the explanation is, well, I don't want to think about trivia like that. I want to save my resources for important things. And so people are able to think through what they want to repeat automatically in life and set up the opportunity to form habits that will streamline their life and allow them to achieve their goals. That's where we have control over our habits is we can actually, in a logical way, make some decisions about what we're going to repeat. So then we have a habit in a certain area. And then other things, you know, you don't want to repeat it too often because you want it to stay fresh and interesting and you want to have the mental resources to appreciate it or to make the right decisions. So all of this is sort of meta thinking about our lives, right? What do you want to streamline and never think about again? And what do you want to um, appreciate and make the right decision, right? And really think through. Yeah. So in some way, what you're saying is we can choose our habits, uh, yeah. Or we can choose the areas of our life that we want to put on autopilot is maybe that's more accurate. Yes. Once you realize how to form a habit and what habits are, then you can actually control them in a way, in okay, a way that so would be helpful to you. What are people missing when it comes to how to form habits or how to control habits? Because I hear a lot of you know little short quips like, oh, it takes uh, 21 days to form a habit or it you know little like helpful tips. And everybody who always tells me these things, they don't have good habits any better than I do. Right. It's like, Oh, clearly this, this knowledge that you have is not that helpful. Right. Somebody's telling you that as you're smoking a cigarette and uh, yeah. eating a Twinkie. Yeah. It's all, it yeah. only takes 21 days to form a habit. So I'm going to, you know, I don't know, uh, exercise and eat a salad for every meal for 21 days. That's all it takes. And then we don't, I mean, we don't even do that. What I've seen is that you can you can follow that sort of 
standard philosophy that it takes 21 days to form a habit, you know, whatever, however long it is. First of is. all, I don't even know if that's real. I don't know if that's true or not, but, but if it is, how do we, you know, we, we've got to slip back. It, it seems like a lot of people slip back. Like there are people that diet, they get in, you know, eating right or working out or whatever, but then they'll, uh, they'll fall back into the previous habit. So how do we, is this 21 day thing a myth or is that true or what? It's completely a myth. It would be wonderful if it were true. I think I think that it keeps getting shared because people are doing some wishful thinking, right? 21 days and whoa, you've done everything you need to do and life is going to be great. Um, but habits are a memory system. And so things that are harder to do take longer to become a habit, right? I mean, just things that are tough, things that are difficult, take longer to learn. It's a pretty basic idea. <laughs> some things are easy, some things are hard. Are you, um, are you saying think... that based on the complexity of the habit you're trying to initiate, it may take longer or shorter than this time frame? Is that is that the point you're making? It will almost always take longer, but yes, okay. it can take a whole lot longer or only somewhat longer. You need to make it easy to do the right thing, whatever your current goal is. And that is the difference between good habits and bad habits. There's no difference in the mechanism. The difference, it's no difference in the psychology. The difference is in some habits meet our goals right now, and some habits don't. And the ones that don't meet your goals, those are the bad habits. So when we have those bad habits, um, I think everybody has a bad habit that they <laughs> don't like, whether it's, you know, smoking, spending too much time on their phone, watching TV at night with their dinner, whatever it is that then we don't want to do, uh, biting their fingernails. How do we stop those bad habits when they're really, really easy? It's so easy to keep going with a bad habit that doesn't have any distance, doesn't have any effort. You know, I mean, biting your fingernails, that's like the easiest bad habit of all time. I don't have to go find my fingernails and it's hardly any effort at all to just gnaw on them all day long. My recommendation is always that there are ways if you, if you, do an analysis of what your behavior is that you're trying to change. There are always ways that you can identify friction that you can put on that behavior. So, so people who have the worst nail biting habit and they just can't control it. What if they wore gloves? Gloves are something that makes it so you have to take the gloves off to bite your nails, right? I mean, it's even possible to control cell phone use. And cell phones are something that is a habit that a lot of people want to control. If you just take it and turn it off after you use it each time, that small amount of friction of effort, it doesn't have to be a lot just a small amount. If you can make that your habit, just repeatedly turn it off when you're done using it. 
if you can just put it in a pocket somewhere when you're done so it's not so readily accessible. It doesn't sound like much friction and it doesn't stop you from using it if you have to. But what it does is it just makes it a little bit less likely so you gain a little bit of control over the behavior. Okay. And I, I know this doesn't sound realistic, but it actually was the basis for the most successful health intervention ever, which is smoking cessation. So how did we go as a country from 50% of us smoking, and nicotine is highly addictive. In the last century, 50% of us smoked. Now only 15% do. That is a huge health shift. And one of the ways we did it was we started banning smoking in public places. So it wasn't so easy to just pick up a cigarette and smoke. We took packets off the shelf. So you can't just walk into a store and buy them. You have to actually ask somebody for them. We put taxes on them. So they cost more. So it's not as easy to buy a whole bunch of them when you go to the store. All of those things made it a little bit more difficult, didn't stop people from smoking, but collectively it reduced people's ability to smoke, the ease of smoking. And that's the logic that you wanna use in controlling your own bad habits. There are bad habits that I'll have sometimes that um, once or twice I've had a bad habit that have um <laughs> they'll, they'll go away if i like go travel yes. now there are good habits that also f go away when i travel too right yeah. but there are bad habits that will go away I'm like oh you know what i used to get you know a cookie every time i went to go get lunch and now i'm tra i'm traveling so i'm not eating at the same cafe they don't have cookies here i'm not i'm not like missing out on my cookie it was really easy exactly. to not just get my cookie I found that the same, you know, the, the opposite, you know, it, or I don't know, it's the same thing, but in reverse. <laughs> so when I, I was traveling recently and I had started this morning ritual, because, you know, as we had talked with people, I was finding there was commonality of people who had been successful in different areas who would get up in the morning and they would do certain things. You know, they would say, all right, I'm going to meditate, I'm going to read, I'm going to work out, you know, whatever they were doing. And so I had gotten into this ritual of doing that. It was, it was that habit was forming. And then I went and traveled, so I had a real disruptive schedule. Uh, a lot of things were, were changed, and I found it hard to maintain that habit. Yeah, in, in yeah it's hard to maintain your just, habit when just you're Just like what you were saying, yeah. But it's easy, hard to maintain a, your good habits, but also easy to get rid of your bad habits. So maybe if you have a bunch of bad habits, uh, you got to move and quit your job, right? <laughs> <laughs> right? If, if, extreme? <laughs> Well, I, I think you're Wendy making Wood case. said quit your job and move. Was that the advice you heard? Or yes. So, I, I think you're making it. I think the case you're making is around the, the environment can help form your habits, but you can't go changing your environment. There's a lot of lack of control that we have over our environment. I don't know. Right? Is there, I mean, there's got to be something that we can do without making a radical shift in everything, you know, throwing out everything that's important. There's got to be something we can do to change our environment, right? 
Exactly. I mean, we made choices to um, to to live in certain places. We may not be able to change those choices, but we can alter small things in our environment. Putting running shoes by your door is not the same as moving. <laughs> But it could help you exercise. Well, that's 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 a really good point. Yeah, that's a really really good point. I just put my house shoes by the door, so when I come in, I'm done. I'm stuck. Okay, but so you what's, have a clean house. There you go. What what's one what's a a bad habit that you think is most prevalent and hardest to break? Well, all you have to do. As we started this by saying other people's bad habits are easiest to identify. Yeah. <laughs> All you have to do is look at Americans and see what challenges they have with weight control, diet and exercise. I mean, that's a real health problem for yeah. most of us. And that's an environmental thing. It's not the case that people in Europe are as fat as we are. We have set up a, an, an environment where people drive everywhere. There's mm. food always available. We eat lots of junk food. I mean, we've done that to ourselves. So you can make small changes in that to improve that yourself. But I think it's going to take some policy decisions as well. I can empathize with that. I live... Uh, one stop sign away from my office and I drove here this morning and that is not the, that's not the only time I drive. I drive every day. Could easily walk. So, <laughs> well, I'm going to start, have... start putting my car keys in a pocket. There you go. Thanks for making the great decision to listen into this week's episode highlight. If you want more of what you just heard, see the show notes for the full episode. As always, for the latest decision-making tips, find us on decidedlypodcast.com or on Instagram at decidedlypodcast. And be sure to sign up for our weekly newsletter from the link in the show notes. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review as well. We read all of your comments, so if you learned some decision-making tips today, let us know. Until next time, this is Decidedly.